Hi there, you're listening to Commissioning Conversations. This week, reporter Joe Tilly speaks to Channel 4's Head of Specialist Factual, Fatima Salaria. So just to start off, how have the last few weeks been, Fatima? The last few weeks have been really strange, I'd say, Joe. Like everybody else, it's kind of been quite scary. You don't know what to kind of focus on whether or not to focus on family, whether or not to focus on the world in general, whether or not to focus on work. It's kind of been so many different things that kind of play with your mind. You know, when I worked through 9-11 and 7-7, and I thought that was one of the hardest phases of my career, and actually that is nothing compared to this. The first two weeks just felt like carnage in terms of you know trying to help productions and trying to help indies make sense of everything closing down or to make sense of how to get their teams back or to kind of look at projects that you really really wanted to try and work and realizing that every day you were waking up flights were being cancelled transport was being cancelled lockdown eventually happened trying to make sense of that as a kind of moving target was really really hard to do yeah do you feel like things have settled to the end kind of normality or are we still in this kind of strange place you know i think that for me things are settling down to a weird kind of new normal and mm. sometimes i want to really kick against this new normal i'm so lucky though in one expects in one respects to kind of have a routine i get mm. up every morning i come down to do my work and i'm at that computer till a late evening and before i know it another day is gone i'm thankful for the fact that i have that routine i think one of the Good things to come out of this is relationships and maintaining relationships and building relationships. And I've got to know people in the last five weeks in a much more intimate way, in inverted commas. I've got to know much more about their fears. You know, I can share fears with them. I can share vulnerabilities with them. I can help try to make sense of what's going on. So I kind of feel that I have a different relationship with a lot of my suppliers now which I think is a really good thing. I call this time a great illuminator on everything and what's really important in our world. I think what's been great for me this whole Skyping and the Zooming thing is is that this is such a great way of realizing that everything that we've been trying to do with nations and regions and communicating with people who are in Leeds, Glasgow and Bristol this is just like a piece of cake now. This is yeah. like, we, we are doing this, guys. We are doing it every <laughs> single day. And every single person in my team is on equal footing and that we are all over a laptop and we can show that we can make ideas work and we can still have routines and we can still have team meetings. But also, I think it's been a great way of getting to know people a lot better and what really matters to them you know, so I've really welcomed that, actually. And I've really, you know, it's been a great leveller, a great leveller for me, I feel. And what, what's the state of a play with your greenlit shows and like things that were in development? How, how have they been affected? So I think in terms of shows that, you know, that we've had to really look at, you know, shows that I've been filming abroad, obviously teams have had to come back, a lot of stuffers had to be put on hold. We're talking creatively about what's that world going to look like when we eventually get back there and whether or not editorially we need to kind of shift the focus of what we had commissioned before this whole thing happened. So we've had to kind of talk about stuff like that. There are 
programs that we've had in development that we just can't um, go ahead with anymore because of practical reasons you know shows abroad or shows in the UK that we just can't film now um, and therefore the editorial need in September October is not there anymore so those have been I've had to make some really heartbreaking decisions over the last couple of weeks about those shows you know one of the things that I love about this job is building ideas with people who get really excited by picking up a phone and saying, Fatima, what do you think of this idea? And I, that's been, that's the thing that I love more than anything of building ideas. And then to see those ideas kind of have to be cancelled because they just don't work anymore is really hard to do that. And I'm not going to lie to you, Joe, and say that I don't take it personally. I do take it personally because this job really matters to me. And this job, I, I, I always know I'm, I'm in a privileged position in this job and I love this job so much. You know, it's quite hard to have had to make those decisions, which are really difficult. But on the plus side, um, you know, and nobody can ever call me Miss Sunshine because I'm not. But on the plus side, I will, you know, we will continue to build. We have got a different challenge now. We are in a different world now. And that kind of makes me excited about how when I look forward to the end of the year or to autumn or to next year, I have got a massive, massive creative challenge on my hands that has been handed down to me, which I'm really excited about. And I think that one of the biggest things for a head of specialist factual at a channel is that nobody can deny that science is going to be you know it is is one of the huge things at the moment if you look at everything that's going on with this science has got the answers to a lot of these problems and to a lot of the problems around corona and we're on the verge of some kind of amazing changes in how science is going to impact our lives and to me that is fantastic because I want to be able to kind of harness some of that energy and I want to be able to harness some of that excitement and make sure that we can reflect that in programs you know scientists are the new rock stars basically you know I, I would be wrong to say this but I'm going to say it but tech is over and science is god experts are the people that we are looking to to try and find out answers and I think that for me that's one of the biggest biggest challenges that I've got at the moment and I think science and history is going to be at the core of what I want Specialist Factual to be at Channel 4. And I want clever science and I want popular science and I want things to be seen through the prism of science and, and all of that. And, and to me, that's what I've got to inspire indies whose work might have been cancelled to kind of look to the future and help them build those ideas Channel 4 generally seems to be pushing out quite a few commissions. What have you thought about that? Do you think that's the right way to go? Just to keep Oh my God, absolutely. I, I totally think it's so important for us. I think it's really important for us and really important for Indies because Indies are the lifeblood of our channel and we are open for business. And we and Ian has said that and other people have said that. And we, we still want to encourage people to come to us and bring us their best ideas. And we will help work with those ideas and make sure that those shows are still happening because I still still think that we have got to get through this and we've got to we are creative people and we've got to still produce telly that people really really want to kind of focus on and I think we should be really really clear on that 
and, and there are two sets of programs that I think we've met, we've announced in, in the past week, you know, and stuff that we're kind of announcing now. I think that Channel 4 has got a massive role to play in terms of public service. And I think the stuff that the news is doing and, and the role that we're playing both in factual and current affairs is helping people through their kind of lockdown and is helping deliver these public health messages. And I think we absolutely need to continue doing that. I also think that we need to deliver ideas that, that that is kind of giving people pleasure and you know especially if I look at what I'm watching at the end of the evening you know I want to watch something which is quite pleasurable and I want to watch something that I can you know lose myself in Jamie and what he's done on you know the cooking shows because like hundreds of people the evening meal is a massive focus for us now mm-hmm. the most exciting thing that happens in my week and the kids planning what we're going to have for a takeaway on a Saturday and Sunday and watching Jamie and what he does with his leftovers and all of that kind of stuff I think is 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 a distraction for me and a distraction for lots of other people and I think we should absolutely be doing both our public service and we should also be doing our entertaining I was just wondering if that you're just looking at coronavirus programming at the moment. I think in terms of fast turnarounds that these the science debate and the virus ones could be I'd say our response to what's going on our brief our bigger brief still um, still absolutely stands in terms of you know wanting broad big returnable shows full of understanding and learning and all of that kind of stuff I absolutely that still stands in terms of where we're going what sort of slots particularly looking to fill at the moment um so I'd say again they're the same slots I think for me I I still think I've got my midweek slots where you know Putin which ran um on Monday nights is you know that's the kind of place that I'd want a really serious piece to kind of look there so I've still got my midweek slots and you know and then my Sunday nights my kind of adventure slots and my kind of my seven o'clock slots on a Saturday they still all stand in terms of what we're going what we're doing um you know they're still all there so about tariffs just wondered what you're looking at in terms of tariffs do you know I think it really honestly Joe the honest answer is that it really depends on my show and, and the show that people are pitching to us at the moment I think you know everybody knows that we are in troubled times at the channel other broadcasters are in troubled times as well we've got to be really incredibly realistic about our tariffs and creatively how we can still have that ambition and how we can still kind of make our big ideas work on lower tariffs because of what's happened in terms of the ad market I, I wouldn't like to put a figure on it a 50k Um, For me, in terms of what Specialist Factual is doing, it honestly depends on what we are trying to do in that show. What I would say, though, is one of the things that we have been really brilliant at at Specialist Factual and and one of the reasons that lots of indies work with us is that we, in terms of distribution deals and in terms of co-proing deals, you know, some of my biggest ambitious shows have those deals associated and and, and we we work towards those and and that makes it possible and I also think that it's going to be more and more realistic for us to do that with people you know joining up with the PBS's and the Novas and all the other people that are kind of in the same boat that we're in I've had some really brilliant creative conversations with some of my colleagues around the world about how we can help each other and about how we can kind of still make those programs that are really ambitious for us and kind of feel really important for us and I really welcome that that other broadcasters around the world are talking more to us and talking more about how we can co-pro and kind of still get those more expensive programs made and um, you know I'm always always willing to help indies navigate those conversations and to open up those conversations with people
there's no there's no lesser will for me to not commission these shows and i know indies have wronged me and they've said to me but fatima is it worth getting out of bed for 50k and all of that kind of stuff and you know we've had to have some really difficult conversations with people over the last couple of weeks about this but you know i will fight really hard for money and i will find different avenues for money because ultimately at the end of the day i want to make the best programs you mentioned there might be a shift tonally in what you're after like maybe more light-hearted or how are you thinking the post if we get there coronavirus world will look like in terms of like what viewers might be after we are definitely going to get there joe we are absolutely going to get there and i think tonally for me it's a mixture it's a mixture as i said of kind of doing brilliant science programs that can make people scratch their heads, but can also inform and entertain them. And I think that history as well has got a massive, massive role to play in all of this. I think tonally shows like Grayson and Arts Club is a brilliant thing that we're doing on from um, our genre. I think I'm still looking for warm shows. I'm still you know, I want shows that make you feel happier and are a bit warmer. We are going through some really dark times at the moment. And from a public service point of view, of course, we still have to give people information about what's going on. But we also, I think, have a huge duty to kind of entertain people and to make them laugh out loud. And I think Specialist Factual has a real role to play in that in terms of how we look at the natural world in terms of how we look at you know our museums in terms of you know how we appreciate all the things that we've kind of been denied now about how special they feel and all of that i don't think we should forget and i think when we commission programs for the future we've got to remember that what are producers pitching that make you think oh no 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 we get pitched a lot of fact empty stuff and we get pitched a lot of stuff that you know feels like it would sit much better on Al's slate or sarah's slate and i think that just in terms of you know corona and what we're buying and all of that kind of stuff and whatever and if it hasn't got a specialist factual layer i don't really want those you know i want i want shows that kind of tell me a bit more about and make sense more from a specialist factual point of view of, of what's going on but I, I always really hate saying what I don't want because I just think sometimes even if you get an idea that doesn't feel right to you, one of my biggest challenges that I love is kind of reworking it and making it feel like it could be a specialist factual show. I think that we, you know, obviously we're not going to do cookery shows. You know, we're not going to do that many consumer shows. Specialist factual just won't do that. So I think that I want people to kind of just think really carefully about the other people that, would, would take those shows on and build them and make them really good. This might be more relevant to factual than specialist factual, but do you accept maybe a, a drop in quality and filming quality and the way you make shows like, you know, example, people filming from their own houses? Is that is that something you'll accept? Oh my God, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, because ultimately I, you know, as a filmmaker, I used to angst over you know, how shots were going to look and what they were going to look like and whether or not I had this prime lens on it and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, just sitting there and watching Jamie and his missus filming that on her phone. Did that ruin my engagement or, or my enjoyment of what he was doing? Absolutely not. If anything, it felt more honest. If anything, it felt more enjoyable. I loved seeing his kids there. I loved having a nosy around his little pantry kitchen. I loved all of that. 
And I want some of that to kind of come into Specialist Factual as well, because I think there's an honesty and there's an integrity to it. You know, if as long as I can get a really, if, as long as the story is really good, I honestly don't care if it's all UGC or if it's half UGC and half shot on, um, you know, self-shot or whatever. It doesn't matter. What matters is the core of what that idea is and what that idea can look like and feel like. And, you know, I don't want indies to have that pressure that, you know, oh my God, we can't, we can't deliver them this show because it looks shit. I don't care. I really don't care. I think Ben Fowles said it like in six months time, I think this is different to you, but he said he doesn't want all shows to feel as though they've been filmed during coronavirus. Is that something that you feel or it sort of sounds like you're saying the opposite in a way, like you feel like things need to recognise what we're going through at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I always want, you know, I want an honesty and integrity to all ideas and I want that to be reflected in my shows and I want people to know, you know, that this was filmed around then and all of that kind of stuff. And as I said, I just don't think it matters. I think if at the heart of it, if you've got a really good show and it looks a bit ropey nobody cares you know I, I totally get what Ben's saying about things looking ropey and not looking ropey to me it's about a balance of having those shows but also having those shows that people um, are really proud of you know Grandparents War is a massive is a brilliant example in that sense you know we've got A-list celebrities they go all around the world it looks beautiful and, and I will have those shows again next year so it's about balancing out what we're going to have and what we aren't going to have all of us are hugely mindful of how difficult it is for that indie world at the moment and how difficult it is for freelancers. And I think it's about all of us kind of sharing some of that angst and sharing some of that pain and, and trying to make it better for people as much as we can. My big worry is how many, you know, in terms of the indie world, that if you're not a big super indie, how some of those BAME indies and how some of those freelancers who are from those worlds, how they're going to cope with that. And I think a lot of it is about if when we are commissioning, making sure that we are mindful of those people out there, you know, people who don't have me and Danny Horan and Jack Bootle on speed dial on their phones, you know, how can we protect those people? How can we help those people? Um, And I think that we have got to take those calls and we've got to reach out to those people just to make sure that they are okay. We might not be able to promise them something straight away, but just to get a call from people, just to say, how are you doing? You're still on our horizon. We're still thinking about you. I think some of that is really good. I think all of the pan broadcaster stuff that's being done, I think makes us look really good together and working together on shows. I don't have all the answers and I Mm. think people have to be honest about not having all the answers and about not being able to provide all the solutions. Just having somebody at the end of the line who's who, who understands that has really worked and when they're from a different broadcaster as well that really makes it feel good you know talking to people like Patrick Holland and all of those other people at the BBC you know just kind of makes you feel like you're sharing their pain as well and I think that that's a really important thing for us all to do. Thanks for listening to Commissioning Conversations. This podcast is produced, hosted and edited by Alice Redman and Hannah Bowler. We'll be back next week with more, so don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Podbeam or YouTube. In the meantime, the latest Commissioner Briefs can be found on broadcastintel.com. 